Hello, my friends, and welcome to another edition of Campfire Storytime. I've got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you guys about today. It's been a long time since we've chatted, and I just wanted to kind of sit down and catch you guys up on everything I've been doing over the past year. I know it's been several months since the last episode, and the next one is coming very soon. But um, I just wanted to tell you about, you know, my personal life. I've been doing a lot of community theater over the past year. Uh, I was in a play called... What? Are you done? No, I'm not done. I'm just getting started. Did you tell them the thing first? What? Did you tell them the thing first? What thing? The thing that we talked about. Oh my God, I'm so... You're right, I'm sorry. Get on with it, Jesus. Guys, I am so sorry. I was going to start this off a certain way, and, and I forgot. I got sidetracked by real life like I always do. Uh, I just wanted to tell you guys, happy April Fool's Day. Having taken refuge in an empty, non-threatening cave, Urun and Elgvir have made a couple of discoveries. Wait, l- let me... Let me provide a bit more backstory here, because I realize it has been a while. Okay, so, I found this place, and it was fine. And if you've ever been to Skyrim, you know that finding a completely empty, safe cave in which to take a breather is not an easy thing. Right? So, I find this place, I declare it safe, and the elf is just puking his lungs up, in his sleep, mind you, and I toddle off to take a nap. No problem, right? No. These clueless idiots could not leave well enough alone. They had to shove a stick in the beehive because... (laughs) reasons. So not only did they find a cleverly hidden secret door to a presumably vast and dangerous Dwemer underworld filled with instruments of dissection and death, guarded by cybernetic killing machines with an appetite for blood. But they also happened to encounter one of those very same cybernetic terrors I was just talking about. The metal monstrosity demands they speak a password, and our two heroes... Well, like I said before... They have nary a bloody clue. Speak the password and enter. Well, that's getting old. Well, at least he's not doing anything but talking. Speak the password and enter. Yeah, but I wish he'd mix it up a bit. Mix what? How? Speak the password and enter. Well, he's been saying the same five words in the same inflection for what seems like months. It's actually kind of fascinating. I mean, well, that is to say, I wouldn't have think that Dwemer had programmed these things to communicate in any way. Except maybe bloodshed. Well, you don't just kill a kid for trying to shake his presence. You gotta at least warn him first, or they don't learn anything. Speak the password and enter. Or you just irritate the crap out of them until they go away. Hey, there's an idea. The Imperials said it would be better to travel at night. And the sun should be down any minute now. Maybe we could just slowly back out of here and continue our journey back to the bar. I'm afraid that's not possible. Hey, he said something else. Thank you so much. 
Oh, man, that's refreshing. You're quite welcome, Custodian. And polite, too. <laughs> it's just like I imagined. Speak the password and enter. Oh, crap. Um, excuse me. <laughs> uh, sir? Uh, why is it not possible for us to leave the cave? I, I only asked because you mentioned it back there. Identify. Buzzmer. Colloquial designation. Wood Elf. Genetic offshoot of original Ulmer bloodline. Seven metal actual vein within the seventh intercostal space. Complete examination can be delayed as long as 18 hours. Average agony factor 15.3. Oh, crap. Your people are cousins of the Dwemer race. Why, uh, yes, yes, I, uh, I suppose that's true. Uh, we're all family here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, why exactly uh, can't we, we just leave? You must speak the password and enter. Yes, yes. I, I know you've made that abundantly clear uh, by now. Uh, but let's say, hypothetically, that we didn't know the password. Hypothetically, you understand. So, in theory, uh, what, I mean, uh, what would, you know, uh, become of us? Uh, what... Were that the case, hypothetically? Do you know what I am? Uh, um, why, yes. Uh, my friend here mentioned you were a Dwemer Sphere Guardian. Very good. And are you familiar with what exactly Dwemer Sphere Guardians do? Apparently, uh, death, destruction, mutilation, carnage. Um... You guard the present from the greedy little children. Identify, Orsimer. Colloquial designation, Dork. Mutated strain of basal grip bloodline. Penetrate left nasopharyngeal meatus for 18 centimeters at an angle of 355 by 7.3. Incising vermicular cortex. Life expectancy greater than 30 days. Average acne factor 20 plus. Um. Yes, we must guard the presence, mustn't we? You see? You see? I told you, man! But the death and mutilation are certainly my personal favorites. Oh, crap! So given this data set, what can you extrapolate? My response would be, hypothetically, if you did not speak the password and enter. It would be... bad? I suppose that depends on your point of view. I would find your anatomization quite illuminating. Unless, of course, you knew the password. In which case, I would be simply mortified to have disassembled one of the masters. The masters? Th those are the, the Dwemer? Uh, the blokes that know the password, right? Yes. Those who know the password cannot be harmed. Well, uh, we know the password, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Duh. Speak the password and enter. Oh, man. Yeah, but, 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 but how long? How long do we have uh, to give you the password? I mean, can't we just chat for a bit? Like many things in this world, there is no time limit. In short, I ain't going anywhere. And until you speak the password, you ain't either. Um, what he means is, uh, the masters, that's us, uh, we want to admire our handiwork. I mean, you've been down here a long time, haven't you? I mean, it's been a while, right? Oh, yes. Many hundreds of your years. Exactly. So, uh, my buddy here and I want to just, you know, hang out with you for a while. Get to know you. Uh, it could take a while. You wish to perform diagnostics? 
Why, yes, <laughs> we absolutely do want to diagnose you. Uh, may I consult with my um, colleague here uh, in private? Of course. I have an idea. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Wolf in the Fold, Star Trek. Oh, I was thinking Ultimate Computer, but that one's easier. Let's do that one. Right. All right, laddie. Are you prepared for your first diagnostic? I am quite prepared. Thank you. Right then. What is the last digit of pi? Three. Wait, what? The last digit of pi is three. How do you know that? How do you know that it is not? Damn. Yeah, well, good idea, though. Bollocks, it was crap. Well done. Um, you handled that well. Uh, next question. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? 11.5 cords. How do you know that? At least in the case of a tamriolic woodchuck. Oh, this is going to take a while. However, the woodchucks of Ekrevir have evolved superior chucking claws, so obviously such a specimen could chuck well over 15.73 cords within the same average lifespan. This is really going to take a while. Now the Yolkadin woodchuck is a curiosity indeed. Did you know that Yolkadin woodchucks are actually incapable of chucking wood at all? Kind of makes their nomenclature a clear misnomer. <laughs> that is simply hilarious. Don't you agree? I think you do. Meanwhile, Kando, Zapatos, Two Tails, and Inro are fast traveling to the middle of bloody nowhere in search of their beleaguered friends. Man, that reminds me of this dream I had a while ago. Star Trek dream. You ever have those? Oh, yes. All the time. So, you were the science officer, and you were all cool and dispassionate. And we found this ship that looked kind of like a pizza. You know, it reminded me of the throat of the world, actually. Zappy thought it had boobs on it. Was it the ship from Battle Beyond the Stars? No, it was like a... Like a triangle. That is a shame. The ship from Battle Beyond the Stars was the most beautiful ship I have ever seen. If I were a space pirate, I would tear down that ship's defenses and smoothly ease my way aboard her with suitable application of thrust, if you know what I'm saying. I kind of think I do know what you're saying, and man, I gotta say it's a little disturbing. What can I say? It has been a dry spell. And I grew up in a desert, so if I'm complaining about it, you know it is a pretty big deal. Yeah, okay, right. So, anyway, uh, beam down is complete. Uh, so I guess now we just, uh, I don't know, look around? When stalking prey, it is always good to search the surroundings for clues as to their whereabouts. That's right. They had two horses, so we're looking for hoof prints. No more than a few hours old, so they'd be standing out. Couple hours. Time flies, I guess. Seems like it's been two years. No, it's been no more than a day, Hero. Literally two years and one month it's been, Kando. Over two years since this damn storyline started. <laughs> How the hell are we justifying this? Well, 
we've been busy. Well, that's some small damn comfort right there, man. Maybe if they just listened to the last few episodes all in a row. Gentlemen, we in the middle of a scene here. Can we just go? I'm just saying. Hey, wait a minute. What the hell's the lizard? Two tails? I swear he was standing right next to me not five minutes ago. Are you sure it wasn't six months? Ha ha, very funny. But dude just disappeared. Probably while you guys were busy correcting me. If I know him, and I'm pretty sure I do, he's probably gone off to try and fix the mess he caused with Soros and Sebastian. Why would he do that? Well, whether you want to believe it or not, Two Tails does have a conscience. Things probably went down the way they did, because there was no other option. And he probably thinks, because we're so set on finding Urun, Elvia, and Tori, that we're abandoning our mage friends. Fact is, Source and Sebastian aren't in as immediate harm. We need to find the others before they stumble into a situation they can't handle. And you think this Argonian can handle a jailbreak from a Mafia stronghold? Does he not realize he will need some help with that? Mm, two Tails is smart. If he needs help, he'll find it. We can't worry about that. Right now, we need to focus on heading off Urun, Elvia, and Tori before they make it back to the bar. If Badger finds them there, they're as good as dead. Okay, we're looking for fresh hoof prints. Two sets of them, so... Four hoofs. Two sets of hoof prints is eight hooves. Guys, I swear. Don't gang up on me with the math, okay? We gotta find these guys, and they're probably on the move as you guys are sitting here correcting me. No, they'd have found shelter by now. Tori knows better than to travel during the day. If folks is out looking for them, it's a lot easier to give them a slip if it's dark out. We're looking for a ruin or maybe a cave. Somewhere they can stay out of sight for a while. Perhaps it is not such a good idea for us to be out in the open like this. If the Brotherhood wanted us before, they're probably doubling their efforts now that we've killed several of their assassins. Mm-mm, no. That's even more reason for us to be out here with lots of visibility. You can't sneak up on something if there's nothing to hide behind. Gentlemen, let's dismount here, take a walk around looking for hoof prints. I'll take the horses to that stream over there so they can get a drink. Well, that way, Eero won't find our hoof prints and get all excited. I'll tie them up and join you shortly. All right, man. See you in a bit. Wait. Did, did he just insult me? No. Not at all. Put it out of your mind. Oh, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Helgen is over there. And the gray cloud is... Hmm. What is it? Usually there is a plume of smoke coming from the Grey Cloud's chimney. It is like a large sign you can see for miles, but it seems the fire is no longer burning. Is that a problem? No, merely interesting. My best guess is that the bar is in that direction. So we should begin our search over here. We will fan out from this point to cover more ground. Alrighty. So, is it true that you no longer fear the dragons? Absolutely true, amigo. I have this inner urge to just kill them all. No fear at all. It's, it's really incredible. 
I am glad you have been freed from that burden. Nice. Bravery will be essential if you are to fulfill your destiny. Yeah, well, if I'm gonna have a destiny, it makes me please as punch that that destiny is dragon genocide. I really, really, really want them dead. All of them. Dead. Why is that? They talked smack about my parents. That crap just can't stand. How could they? You know, it's probably best that I don't overanalyze it. You know, uh, if I think too much, I'll have doubts and... Oh, son of a bitch! What has happened? I just stepped in something nasty. Great. Now I need new boots. Again. Oh, man, it's purple. Ew. Just scrape it off on the grass. Well, of course I'm gonna... Hold on a sec. Come here a minute. Have you found something? Yep. Hoof prints. Eight of them. Well done, amigo. We are on the scent. Hermano Cando, we have found something. <laughs> that didn't take long. I didn't do anything special, man. I just stepped in this... Oh, it smells like fruit. No. It smells like... Tamika 415. That is the box of wine that Elvira was drinking like a fish. <laughs> the hell is so funny? Oh, I get it. <laughs> Guys, you're freaking me out here. What the hell is your deal? <laughs> Elvira tracked you by... <laughs> <laughs> because you were vomited by the side of the road. <laughs> and he followed that odor right to the tree you had climbed. Yeah, okay, so? And now the tables, they have turned. <laughs> because now you have found... Yeah, I found their hoof prints. Big whoop, let's go get them. No, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you just stepped in Elvis' puke, man. <laughs> It's full circle. He tracked you, we're tracking him. All because you guys puked. <laughs> Wait a minute. This crap is elf puke all over my boo. All over my boo. That is nasty. <sighs> okay, so we know where they are. Let's go grab them so I can curl up with a nice cold skooma. <laughs> it is actually better when slightly warm. Fine, whatever. Let's not let it cool off then. Kando, go grab the horses and let's go. That away. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Damn. I really want to have one of them Star Trek dreams again. Hurry up, man, let's go! Two Tales is determined to find a way to free Soros and Sebastian from the imprisonment he himself has caused. But he realizes, now that Bajaron is away, perverting the Grey Cloud to fit his own twisted whims, that the cachet of Two Tales' reputation will do little to sway the mindless guards who even now stand sentinel to prevent his friend's escape. But Two Tails has been around a long time. He has made many connections over the years, and he realizes he has little choice but to call in one of those markers. 
Well, hello there. It's been a long time. Look, I don't want to go into too many details, but... I need your help. Can I come in? Nice place you've got here. You look... You look well. No, no, it's nothing like that. Not exactly. I just need to borrow. Look, I appreciate your need for secrecy. I mean, the dramatic tension here is palpable, but I really... It was necessary. Couldn't be avoided. This will benefit both of us. All of us. You need to help me. You need to knock off this silent anger routine and help me, damn it! Ah. Hello there. I'm sorry if I disturbed you. We were just having a friendly conversation here. Um... I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. The name's Susie. What in the name of Todd have you done with my father? You have been listening to a very special April Fool's edition of Keeg's Quest, A Skyrim Adventure by Rich Matheson featuring special guest star Isabella Conradi as Susie, and of course, Siri as the Dwemer Sphere Guardian. Music selections were taken from the Skyrim original soundtrack by Jeremy Soule and are used here without permission. Please support Mr. Soule's awesome work by purchasing this album at www.directsong.com. Keeg's Quest is based on the Elder Scrolls universe created by Bethesda Game Studios. This production is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Bethesda Game Studios nor its parent company, ZeniMax Media. So happy April Fool's Day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this little tiny switcheroo of mine. I know this episode isn't as long as you're probably used to, but at least it's something, and I had to kind of rush it to get it out. So I apologize if the quality wasn't, you know, five-star quality, but I'm kind of rushing to get this thing out on this day because that's the entire point. And I figured this would be the last thing that you guys would expect would be an episode today. So I hope I got you. And what would be even funnier is if people who didn't listen to Campfires just ignored this out of hand and uh, got screwed out of an episode. (laughs) That would make me laugh a little bit. So anyway, I will start writing the new episode uh, immediately. I don't know when it will get out, but uh, I'm glad I could get this out for you. I will release another campfire, a real campfire, sometime soon to kind of explain what I'm doing in my normal life. And hopefully you guys can derive at least a little bit of enjoyment from that. Probably not as much as you would get if you were getting new episodes regularly, but it's really tough nowadays, guys. But anyway, the next episode will be written. And as kind of a second part of uh, my April Fool's thing. I'm not going to have any bloopers on this episode. Number one, because I didn't really have any that were funny enough. I had a few that were kind of meh, but it really wasn't worth mixing them in because they weren't hilarious. So hopefully the next episode I'll screw up more 
and you guys will be able to enjoy that. Anyway, Happy New Year. It's I haven't even talked to you guys this year, so Happy New Year and Happy April Fool's Day. And I hope to be in your eardrums soon with another episode or campfire or some sort of contact with you to let you know that I'm not dead. And neither is the show. The show's still going. It's just kind of uh, suspended animation. But uh, once in a while, it kicks and starts. And sometime before Elder Scrolls Six comes out, we will complete the Elder Scrolls V story, which would be wonderful. It's three years now. And uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, love you guys. Hope to be heard by you soon again. Soon. Peace out. Bye.